0: are back um with another episode of girl have you read um and it's it's good to be back it feels like it's been a while since we've done this our last episode was our fab interview with the fab love belvin and since then i don't want to say a lot has happened but that next weekend we that weekend after that (laughs) um we we meaning my husband and i um, he took me to Houston for Mother's Day for us to go to the Beyonce show. And while I was there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You're right.
0: While I was there, um, I finally got to meet Alex in person. Um, I got to meet her and someone special to her. I'm not gonna bust her out, but they're adorable. My bad. So I am gonna bust her out because they are <laughs> adorable. Um, but, and. They actually went to the show too We weren't in the same We we weren't You know We weren't next to each other Or anything at the concert But they went to the show too And a good time was had by all We can talk more about the concert Later though Yes Always Because
1: it It deserves conversation (laughs) Right There was literally so much
0: (laughs) To talk about But we'll save that For the end of the episode Since that's not really You know
1: On topic (laughs) Always It's not not on topic
0: topic at all Yeah (laughs) So Um we recently, you know, today's episode is going to be kind of, um, I was about to call it lemonade, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, today's episode is kind of a gumbo, I guess. There you some,
1: go. That works. I like that. About different
0: um a lot of different things. We'd actually put out the call to, you know, to our listeners to say, hey, you know, what are some things that you want to hear us talk about? And we got we got we, we got a pretty good response. Some of the things, you know, uh such a good response that some of the things we aren't going to be able to talk about today. So we actually have to, you know, do some more research <laughs> and stuff into some of them so that we can, you know, kind of have a broad um a broad conversation on a couple of the topics but we do have some that we are going to cover today. Um up first this is this is actually um something that you know was suggested to us not when we not not in that um not in that request but this was actually something that someone said hey you guys should probably talk about that Sheree um Charay from sister girls book club um and there and book clubs is actually black book clubs is actually something that was suggested that we're going to talk about in another episode, but we want to you know we want to be able to put a nice list and stuff together but uh Charay's from sister girls uh sister girls book club
1: sister girls book club
0: i'm sorry i g I got my y'all know I got my words I get my words mixed up she you know she kind of broached the topic of 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 refunds on Amazon um and there was a good there was there was a point that I thought that was a, a good point made you know when you go to a store and you buy something and you decide that you don't like it you know you have you you have a certain amount of time you know to refund for that actually I don't you don't I don't know that there's a certain amount of time for to refund for that because I've returned uh, stuff. It
1: depends on the store.
0: Yeah, maybe that maybe that's what it yeah, is. because I mean Walmart will take back anything. Yeah. <laughs> no story but, know, that, like, but I'm, I'm not going Oh God. No, no, I'm I'm not gonna tell that story <laughs> for mass consumption. Absolutely not. But um, go ahead. Which I feel like you've got to gotta, like tell it a little bit now. Like I need some a little bit of details. Okay, so <laughs> so this and this happened a while ago. We had purchased a printer, um, and we purchased it from Walmart. And we had the printer for a long time, and um, I can't remember exactly what happened to it. But we had always had problems with the printer. But you know, with some electronics, it's like, all right, we'll just work around it. Mm-hmm. Nobody, we had already thrown the box away, and blah blah blah. Well, it got to be like a year and a half probably two years later and we were still having trouble with that printer. And finally my husband was like, I'm taking this shit back. Well, he, he didn't say it like that. Cause he doesn't care. <laughs> I'm taking this back. And I was like, you're taking it back. We don't even have a box or receipt. Nothing. He's like, nah, they sold it to me. It's been a piece of crap since they sold it to me. I'm taking it back. And he took it back. (laughs) And they gave him him his money back too. He
1: didn't have a receipt or anything and they still took it?
0: He didn't have a receipt or anything and they took, (laughs) why would (laughs) take anything back? Like seriously, (laughs) they take back anything. And, I, and I, I was just like, how do y'all even know that we bought that here? We could
1: have bought right, it.
0: I mean, we, we did, but it's like, we could have bought that anywhere. Maybe, maybe that's why they gave it back to them. Maybe, cause I, I know some stores now, I don't know if they had this, this um, this capability back then but I know some stories now um, even if you don't have your receipt if you have the same debit card that you use they can look it up you know they can look it up with that yeah. so maybe, maybe it was something like that but he definitely didn't have a receipt and he definitely didn't have a box for this two year old printer <laughs> that he took back I think he was honestly just so frustrated I don't think he really expected to take him back I really think he just wanted to complain because and I mean rightfully so like the printer was a piece of Crap! So it wasn't like you know, it wasn't like this thing had been working perfectly forever, and then we just decided, oh, you know, we need this fifty bucks. Let's go, you know, let's, let's go return this Like it, <laughs> it had honestly been a piece of crap since we bought it. But
1: yeah, they maybe they knew, maybe they've seen like a lot of those come back. Maybe like, maybe ah, that was the case. Come on, bruh we'll take it. like <laughs> Maybe that was the because, case because I I have
0: a refund I have another refund story that is Beyonce related <laughs> but um well I booked our hotel for Nashville oh, right, because our tickets right. were originally for Nashville and. I waited I waited so late to book the hotel that it was outside of the time that I could have gotten a refund for it. I didn't really think anything of it because we were we were supposed to be leaving literally the next week. Mm-hmm. And then Beyonce decided to postpone the concert until October and I was like, "Not October. I have stuff to do in October. Like I I can't do October. But anyway, well, I might do October, but that's, that's another, <laughs> right now. That's another
1: story. I might at the squeeze in October.
0: Right now, you know, so I called, basically, you know, long story short, you know, I'm trying to, you know, cancel these plans and stuff that we had surrounding that particular trip. So I actually, I called the hotel in Nashville and the person who answered, the the manager wasn't in and he was the person, the guy who answered was really nice. He was like, you know, I'm, I don't think they're going to be able to do it for you, but, you know, but call back, you know, when you can talk to the manager, just at least see what they can do. And I was like, all right, we can do that. So call back when the manager in manager is a member of the beehive manager <laughs> is also upset because the concert got canceled manager gives me my refund <laughs> for the hotel even though it was supposed to be non-refundable because beehive takes care of each other exactly that's what happens but <laughs>
1: <laughs> they ride or die and they take care of each other right that's why my, but, my application was submitted long ago. <laughs> <laughs> because I need that kind of support in my life. So. Right. <laughs> but
0: back to, back to the Amazon, um, refund. So, um, we, I think that we've, I think that we've talked about this a little bit before, you know, cause I think that I've even said, you know, I, I, I don't personally just have a, a huge issue with refunds. You know, like if you open one of my books, you get to, I don't know, five percent, ten percent, twenty five percent and decide, you know what? I don't like the way this girl writes. I don't like these characters. I don't like this. I'm not going to finish reading it. I want my money back. I don't care. Like, you know, I feel like, OK, you know, I get it. That's are right. But it's the other people who who the problem is with, because this whole thing was born from this article from, um. A woman had posted, an author had posted on her, uh, she had posted about this reader who had reached out to her to say that her books were were too expensive and she was wondering if she could just list them for free because she's tired of having to purchase and then after she finishes reading the book. So she's basically just been treating Amazon like the public library or like, exactly. or like she she's putting down a security deposit on the book and then she's getting her security deposit back <laughs> after she finishes and, and the thing like, is like
1: it wasn't even like the ladies books were expensive like they were like right they were like
0: price. 2.99 3.99 yes. books like they weren't like not not that it would make it okay if it was you know a 9.99 book but it. Invalidates your argument of two ninety nine to three ninety nine being too much, and to me, that brings up the question about you know about how we value the authors and mm-hmm. I mean I kind of had to check myself because I think that on the same on the same episode that I'm referencing where we talked a little bit about refunds before I oh that was the pricing and pandering episode I remember yeah. That's, yeah. It was, mm-hmm. that was pricing and pandering you know how I, and I talked about you know how I'm not really cool. I'm like I'm good on anything over 5.99 and I'm still good over you know anything over 5.99. What? But that's not related to if you're indie or not. I'm just good on
1: ebooks that cost like, more personal, than 5.99 yeah. Personal in general.
0: <laughs> but I do think that some people think that you know if a book is produced by an indie author, I think that there are people who kind of think that it's inherently worth less. And
1: Marcia. It's just so disrespectful <laughs> for her to come out and say that to the author. Right, like, like even if that's what you were doing, why did you why need to tell me? Like <laughs> how, how did you, like did you think she was gonna be like, you know what girl, you right, you can have these books for free. <laughs> like no! <laughs> Like, this is, like, this is our, you know, our career, and maybe not the only career for some people, but how dare you? Like, I was so disgusted after reading that.
0: That, you have pretty perfectly pegged my emotions about the whole thing. Like, when I got done reading that, that was my first thing. How dare you? Like, really? You thought this was okay to tell this author, you should put your books up for free, because, I'm tired of the trouble it takes me (laughs) (laughs) to refund myself anyways. Like that's, that's like balls of steel. It's either, it's either balls of steel or just complete idiocy. I'll take number two or a combination. (laughs) Like, like that's just a lot, but, um, but I mean, I, I, even with that said, you know, I, maybe because I, I don't, I don't get, I don't get enough of that happening. Like, I know that I get it happening because you can see, like, when I, you know, you log onto the dashboard, you can see those mm-hmm. numbers. You can see mm-hmm. the refund numbers, so on and so forth. As a matter of fact, let me go look. <laughs> Cause it's, it's been a while since I looked. But, um, you know, you, you can, you can see those numbers. You see, you know, you can see what it looks like and you can tell, like, All of these people who refunded this book, it wasn't just because you didn't like it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm what, 21, 20, is it 21 or 22? I'm 20 something books into this thing. You know, if you like my writing or not, you know, I don't think that anything that I've put into a book is so super offensive that you suddenly decided, you know, (laughs) oh, you don't want it now. Yeah. Right. Like. And I mean, of course there are people who, you know, who pick up a book that, you know, I'm, it's the first book of mine that they've picked up and they decide that they don't like, you know, they don't like the way I write so they refund it. Whatever. But that, that's not what all of these numbers are. Some of these people are doing what this woman are, did. They're just treating it like,
1: <laughs> like I said, like it's the public for, like, library. Like for authors like me that write, you know, quick short reads, like you can finish my book in a day easy. And so Right. That, that makes the ref I mean the refund policy at least even easier. Like, oh I'm done, let me just throw this back in the library. Like no
0: oh. <laughs> Amazon puts us does a seven day refund policy that I think is that I think is ridiculous. Um, I don't I don't like that, um, because there are a few books um, that, and maybe this is my own bias because I read fast. I read really fast. There are a few books that it's going to take me more than a day to read. What do you need a seven day refund policy on a book for? It All should right. be based on how much of the book you've read. Uh huh.
1: Uh huh so that's the other thing it's like okay you read his book you get to the ending you don't like how it ended you still got to the end of the book right just because you don't like the ending does not justify you saying oh i gotta no you better give me a refund for this like no
0: right like i I don't i'm not really fond of i'm not really fond of that either like uh uh-uh
1: like, if you can't go to the movies and watch the whole movie and be like, oh, that ending was so stupid. Y'all need to get my money back. Like, they're going to look at Right. You're like, going to get laughed out of
0: the theater. You're going to get laughed out of the theater because it's ridiculous. And in that same way, you know, the example that the example that I used was you can't go to a restaurant, eat a whole plate of food, and then ask for a refund on it because it was nasty. Like, like
1: you still devoured the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: regardless. You knew it was nasty when you took the first. I'll give you... Two or three bites, you know. First bite, oh, you know, it's not the best thing I ever had, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. Second bite, I'm not too sure about this. Third bite, man, you know, <laughs> you know, no, I'm not gonna be able to do this. So it's kind of, it's kind of the same. It's kind of the same with a book. Like if it's something so, so egregious to you that you're not going to finish the book, I feel like that's something that you. It's honestly
1: to me, it's something that you should be able to figure out from a sample. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing I think a lot of people take advantage of the sample. Like, the sample is a good chunk of the book. Like, you can, you know, pretty much figure out if we're going to be in it or not by the sample. So why waste the time of – not that it takes much, but why waste the time of downloading it just to refund it? Right. It's like, that's just odd. But
0: I got I got these numbers pulled up now. And I'm going to use last month because that was – uh, that that month was like a full because I have full numbers for that month, amazing over yet. But mm-hmm. um, and I will use pulling Double since that was my latest release. It came out. Did it come out in April? It came out in April, didn't it? Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Um, nine hundred and eighty six sold, twenty three refunded, and it's like those twenty three refunds. Maybe maybe they all just hated it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe they all just got part of the way through and hated it. Maybe. But, and I have no scientific reference for this, I think that some of those people just read my book for free.
1: Yeah, yeah. And And I feel like the people that do it, like, habitually do it. Right. Because it's not, you know, it's not something you, like, try one time. Like, no, if you know that you can do that, then you're going to continue to do that. All right, and it's i mean it's 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 theft, and that's
0: essentially what what this woman was was copping to. you sit and you steal my intellectual property, and then you have the nerve to email me and ask me <laughs> to to facilitate
1: <laughs>
0: criminality like no that's that's not what we're gonna do today
1: um but yeah <laughs> that's I, when- this is, I can't even pretend to like. But like, you know what? She's right. No, no, there's nothing
0: about it. Right. There's no good point. There's no good point made. Like there were good points made in the conversation that happened around it. But right. The woman in question. (laughs) No, there's no, just no, like stop it. But it happens. What's our next topic?
1: (laughs) Talk about something happy. Oh, (laughs) not happy. <laughs> Not happy. Uh, I don't even know how to address this properly. Are you gonna do? It? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to
0: find the right words too. Okay, I can see that. I can see that because
1: I hate to call something what it's called on here. But <laughs> okay, well, somebody brought up the topic of Amazon's market being saturated with quotes poorly written books. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't think a lot of people know the process of actually like submitting your book for Amazon, but it's really easy. If you've ever uploaded a document to anything, that's basically all you have to do. Mm -hmm. And so I think that since people don't, I mean, people probably think it goes through like some, when you, I mean, when you submit, it takes a minute, but it's not like Amazon is sitting there reading your book to decide if it qualifies. Right. And I don't think a lot of people know that. And so that's why you see what you see on Amazon. Poorly written or not poorly written. Or... <laughs> right. I say the phrase poorly written. Well, but I mean... I, because it's, it's subjective, right? Like, yeah. there are books
0: that... I loved and then I go back and I see you know I see other reviews for it or I might recommend it to someone and they hate it or I see reviews you know completely tearing it down and I loved it you know mm-hmm. and conversely you know there have been books that I hated that have five billion five-star reviews mm-hmm. <laughs> right exactly. exactly people loved it and exactly. so you know I think that that's yeah. subjective um and I think that they're hmm,
1: I don't think it's necessarily the quality that I feel, you know, is poorly done, but editing, I could definitely, I mean, I definitely see a lot of that in Amazon. I I can
0: agree with that, and you know, I, I even I have my own I have my own struggles with editing, but I think that with with that, I think that people people who are not in the publishing industry, I think that they underestimate the cost of editing, mm-hmm. cost mm-hmm. of good editing. Um, I think they underestimate the, I don't even want to say the time it takes, but part, I think that that's, that's probably part of it. You know, the time it takes. Um, and I don't think that trying to figure out how to say this last part, but it's like, I'll I'll use myself for, uh, as an example. I reread, like I'll reread my projects more than once. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like I, I kind of out, I don't, I think that I just write in a way that, um, I write in a way that lends itself to not having just a ton of spelling mistakes and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. that's just how I write. Um but then from there I have my beta readers who will go through and Point out mistakes for me because they get it before I've done any editing, even though I do kind of I don't want to say that I self edit because it it really is just with it. All right. Like I'm not self editing, Um, Mm -hmm. but they get it before I've done any actual editing. So they'll point out mistakes to me when I go through and I, you know, I I make the corrections that they've sent me and then I read it myself and I still see mistakes. Mm -hmm. I correct those mistakes. (laughs) Send it to someone who is specifically tasked with that. they correct mistakes. I read it again. I still see mistakes. It gets published someone I, uh, 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 uh an angel. <laughs> who an angel who cares about me after it's published reads it say hey Christina you know I saw I read the book love the book but I saw these couple of things I wanted to bring them to your attention is that okay yes please send them to me I appreciate it Mm -hmm. thanks for mistakes and so that's myself that's at least four different beta readers that's a proofreader So There's a many lot of ice. Ice yeah. have mm-hmm. already been on this project and i can guarantee you that even after that there are still editing mistakes there mm-hmm. even though i've had people who, who do this for a living who professionally do this to go through and edit things there are still mistakes there and so i think that i'm not necessarily i don't know that i'm saying that i wish that you know that 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 indie authors got a little more leeway with that yeah I was looking, I
1: said, like, I, as a, yeah as a reader like i hate seeing mistakes but as once i start writing i'm like okay i get it like it happens <laughs> right
0: right right you know and i think that it's it's not necessarily that i think that oh and the author shouldn't have to edit or that you shouldn't be respond or that you shouldn't be held to task for it but i think i think that it's first of all overblown Mm-hmm. In many instances, I mean, there are instances where I have seen some stuff so terrible that I just closed the book and didn't go back to it. So, I mean, <laughs> I get it, but there are some things that are just like you're, you're making a bigger deal of it than it is sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, when I see stuff in reviews, like, I've seen reviews talking about how, oh, this person needs an editor badly. This reads like it was written by a fifth grader, and I'm like, well, I read it, and I Right. Okay. I don't
1: I mean, it. It at all. Oh right. I take away from the story for me that I'm good, but right. Like I don't
0: see that at all. And then something that I've noticed um, is that I've been I've been accused of grammar errors for things that were vernacular. Mm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know, things that you know. This is just the way that this person is saying this. You know, when I when I write dialogue, I try to write it. I'm I, I'm not super concerned with grammar rules when I'm writing dialogue. I'm writing right. it as a person would would say it, you know. Because what I mean? somebody is
1: saying it in my head, like so. That's right in my
0: right in my head. Oh. Someone is saying it, and so I'm not, you know, I'm not super concerned with grammar rules when I'm writing dialogue because I'm not super concerned with grammar rules when I'm speaking. And most of the people that I know and interact with, I mean, I know people who are, you know, who who are sticklers for that. You won't hear a drop G from them. You won't hear a slang word from them. And I'm talking about black people you know i I do have i have people like that in my family I interact with people who are like that but the majority you know of people in general when we're talking we're not that we're a lot more relaxed you mm-hmm. know what I mean we're not we're not that heavy on it but when you're reading I think that some people i think that some people expect to expect mean, a I, certain set of rules to yeah. be followed and I don't really to that yeah. like and, and that's I mean that's just my writing process like I don't really subscribe to a ton of rules maybe I should <laughs> nah you good you're 20, yeah, maybe yeah. I should.
1: You 20 <laughs> plus in. you good
0: <laughs> I just write it I just write it how it feels to me like you know if someone were to ask me about story structure you know where's you know where's the climax and what's the resolution here and you know what what's the black moment and all of that good stuff I'm I mean beats me the only reason I even know any I'm, I'm, I mean I know those words let, let me be clear I know those <laughs> words but the only reason that I know them is because I was trying to write a movie a, 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 you know not a tv script I was trying to write a movie script and mm-hmm. and I had to learn I had to learn that type of structure in order mm-hmm. to be able to work through writing that movie script but it certainly didn't come into play in my fiction writing in my like in my
1: in my novel writing
0: it didn't even come right. into
1: play, you know, so. Because, like, I mean, when we sit down, we just, we tell the story that's, you know, being given to us. It's not like we sit there like, oh, what should he do? What should he, like, we don't really do that. We just sit and write and more stuff develops as we continue to write and it works, <laughs> I guess.
0: Right. You know, like, I don't, um, like, it's this is a blog post that I've been meaning to write, or not really a blog post, was like I've been playing with it in my head that I'm gonna do an infographic. Christina's process for writing a book. And it involves something nuts happening. And I'm, you guys are getting super exclusive, super exclusive on a story that may not ever hit the market, but <laughs> major, killer. Anyway. Major, major killer, major <laughs>
1: killer.
0: <laughs> I'm about to tell it anyway. Dawn, uh, Cora's daughter from Inevitable, uh, Inevitable Conclusions. I'm riding. I'm in my car. I live in a city. Um, there's a bunch of college campus. There's like three different colleges in a 60,000 person city. But that's another story. <laughs> in any case, I have to drive through campus to get to where I'm trying to go. And I'm driving. I'm, you know, watching the road, blah, blah, blah. You see how I try to make it seem like I'm following yeah. all yeah, the rules of the are. road. <laughs> but in any case you know this kid he is not at the crosswalk but he just you know starts to dart across the street and I have to slam on my brakes and he stops too as if like oh man you know I didn't like he didn't really see he didn't really see my car coming you know luckily I I saw him as he was darting off the sidewalk and I was able to slam on my brakes so that I wouldn't hit him but and he was he was a cute boy. He had on his little college uh he had on his little college uh sweatshirt mm-hmm. and he was cute. And what does it say about me that instead of me really being concerned for this kid's safety, my first thought was, Man, this will be a really cute beginning of a romance novel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or even when we like, were I'm... At the comedy show. The same thing happened at the right. comedy show. Right. It's like, oh, I'm a comedian now. Like <laughs> Right. And I mean, that's just kind of the way it
0: happens. But, you know, from there, it just kind of bloomed in my head. Like, do I already have a character this will work for? What if Dawn was sitting in this car? What if the guy that she almost hit instead of being grateful that he didn't get hit? What if he was rude to her? What if he insulted her because she's driving a nice car? You know, she's she's a obviously a young girl who shouldn't, you know, she he. Probably assumes that she's a student, too. She's not doing anything that she should be able to afford a car like this. Oh, you know, I see you riding around in the car that your mommy and daddy bought for you. And what if, you know, where she's going is she's going to... A theater audition what if when she gets there he's one of the actors up for the audition what if the show that they were that they did in inevitable conclusions the part that Donnie got what if he was up for that part that Donnie got he gets the part in this show now they have to work together he hates her because he thinks she's some spoiled brat who is only where she is because of nepotism and you know they have to figure out how to navigate each other he has this this friend with benefits who is jealous of Dawn because Dawn got this part and she didn't. And she feels like, you know, she feels the same way that he does. Oh, she's only big because of nepotism. But then as they're working together, he ends up figuring out like, oh, this girl really does have a passion for this. She really does have acting chops. This is not just the machine behind her pumping her up. She really does have this talent. And they end up, fighting it you know but falling in love with each other because Don pays him dust because he was rude to her and he you know he's he he's open in his contempt for her and Mm -hmm. all of that but they end up working through all of it and all of that came from me almost killing somebody the the poor young fella on on the college campus (laughs) right and it's like it just blooms in your head and you know you have these you know you have these characters where you know Don she 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 dislikes this guy but at the same time she likes the fact that he doesn't coddle her like everyone else kind of does like she's like her mother cora cora pushes on but she still protects her to a degree this guy He's someone that she has to kind of prove herself to, and it's refreshing for someone to not for uh, for a man who she's attracted to to not treat her a certain way just because she's a celebrity in a world where you know she doesn't know who's going to be trying to use her or do this or do that, and it's like it just all kind of floods you. And then a large part of my writing process is would be a picture of me just sitting on the couch. With a bag of cracklings and a, can of, <laughs> and a can of sparkling water, it's just me sitting on the couch, seemingly doing nothing, but in my head, so all of this is stuff is happening. happening. Yeah. So,
1: which is actually of one of the one of the topics for today was somebody asked about our personal writing process. So,
0: yeah, my personal writing process <laughs> involves a whole lot of thinking, <laughs>
1: yeah. a
0: whole yeah. lot of thinking, and then thinking and thinking and thinking some more. And then I beat my friends over the head with what I've been thinking about. Um, And I give them I tell them vague things about the story to get them to ask me questions, because if I don't know the answer to the question, I have to figure out, Okay, well, why does he why does he hate Don? Okay, why does he hate Don? Why did Donnie get the part over him? Why did he, you know, why didn't he get that part at that time? It's like you have to, them asking those questions of me pulls more of the story out of me because it takes my mind into places, you know, searching for the answer to that question that maybe I hadn't gone yet. Or maybe Mm -hmm. I never would have figured out if they hadn't, you know, if they hadn't asked that question of me. And then there's a lot of staring at the computer screen And there's a lot of, you know, getting up to do random stuff. And there's a lot of, Zoe, what are you doing? Izzy, what are you doing? You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of interruptions. There's a lot of going to get smoothies and, you know. (laughs) (laughs) There's no real structure. (laughs) <laughs> like it's, it's just it's all over the place and there are certain stories that I do that I have to have more of a structure for like when I do romantic romantic suspense I have to have some type of structure for that mm-hmm. because you have to make sure you know if you're telling a story arc you know you have to you know you have to make sure that it's complete you have to keep all your details together you have to you know you have to make sure that everything lines up but when I'm doing contemporary like this, this stuff
1: I yes. am just Glows, this develop, out of there. There go.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's my writing process. Is that I don't have one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Surprise! Well, no.
0: Let me let me. You know, I'm you know, I'm, I'm being silly. I mean, that's true, but I'm being silly. But one thing that does help me is like a like I told I just told you guys all those scenes, you know, from you know from what will potentially be Don's book. I have, um, well, I'm not going to lie and say that I have it. I've been telling myself that I need to do this, that I need to open a doc and write down just a sentence or so of each of those scenes. And once I have those down, you know, whenever I get stuck, when I'm writing, I can look, I can go, I can refer back to that. Like, okay, this scene is going to happen here. How do I get from here to here? What happens What happens in the in-between time there? And that's just another question, you know, to kind of get my mind running on how this all ends up coming about.
1: So there's mine. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I definitely say mine is pretty similar in terms of it's usually I see something or I hear something and then it's like, oh, I should write a story about that. And then I'll literally sit down at the computer, you know, start typing out ideas or, you know, just random little tidbits or whatever and then I go until I can't go and then I have to go back and look at those little ideas and tidbits and then it keeps going, hopefully. <laughs> Usually. Right. Say that's that that's the always back. the hope. Like, please let this keep
0: going. Please let keep me... Keep going until <laughs> I get
1: to the end. Because I mean, like, oftentimes, even when I do start a story, like I kind of know how I want it to end but I don't know for sure. Like, I, I've, I rarely know how a book is going to end when I started. Like, I've changed endings often like endings in my head like obviously i'll yeah. you know if i'm doing contemporary romance like more often than i you know you want them to be together you want them to you know have some defining moment of like oh that's so cute but i don't know that when i sit down usually i'm still thinking about names like that's <laughs> right thinking about there, names is harder than doing I don't the even
0: story don't to get me started on names like that like if i had to hierarchy or like a list of The hardest things about writing a book that aren't actually writing the book, (laughs) naming the characters, physical description is usually fine. Like, I can usually see the people. Right. It's just their name you know because you want Mm -hmm. something that you know where the two names flow together first of all um that they're cute that they're age appropriate that it won't sound stupid you know if this person is saying it during sex like there's so much to think about you know Mm -hmm. with the names it's like do you want the names to mean something because I have I have a lot of I Name a lot of my characters in ways that their name has a meaning, you know, to it. I may not ever say it in the story, but it has meaning to me, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. I, I, it's it's valid and it's important to me. So the names, um, the blurb, deciding the cover, <laughs> and yes, the blurb, condensing down, you know, what could be anywhere from, you know, if you're doing a novella, 20,000 words, if you're doing you know, a full-size novel, it could be a, a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand plus words, but you're condensing all of this into like 300 words, right? And that's a, and that's a long blurb, you know, 300 mm-hmm. words is a long one. And it's like, how, how do I possibly put, you know, capture this story and make it enticing and, right without telling too much you right. know it's like you want to give enough away to get the reader's interest but you don't want to tell too much and it's just it's That's a, a lot. lot uh naming the book itself i have a horrible time with naming books
1: i yeah same if it doesn't come like right away then i'm like last couple chapters like oh snap i probably shouldn't name this book huh <laughs> Right, and see, and that, but that's a
0: that's a problem for me because one of my things is when i I usually have a point with most books where I'm a couple of chapters in, and I kinda get a little bit stuck, and that's usually the point that I go ahead and I design my cover, but you can't mm-hmm. do your cover completely if you don't have a title for the book yet and right. so I will burn <laughs> I will you. easily burn yeah. through a day or two. Trying to figure out a title for the book, you know, something that's catchy and something that, you know, that fits the characters. And if it's a part of a series, something that, you know, something that goes along with the other books in the series. And it's just mm-hmm. a lot. It's just a lot. <laughs> and that's so not. So how how long does all that take, Christina? <laughs> what the extra stuff or the extra stuff plus so the writing, writing of the book? Writing process typically it, on average. It, oh, a month. It depends on the project but for for the typical project that I do it's about it's about a month's turnaround. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm able to it's because I'm able to do it full time. Like I write full time. I don't have like a job outside of the home or whatever. Like this this is my career. Like this okay. is, you know, this is what I do. And so, you know, I I get a lot of people who seem, you know, who seem shocked, you know, that oh, it only took you this long or I've I've even had people, you know, where oh, you must not be taking it seriously. You know, you must not, you know, you must not really care. You're just doing this just to be doing this. You're just uh-huh. doing this ever and I'm just like, no. Like I'm just that's just how it works for me. Like, right. I'm just, this, this, you know, I'm just living out my passion. It's like, I'm, it's like, I don't know what to say because I don't want to, I don't want to insult someone else's writing process. I know that everyone does not write as fast as me, you know? And I, like, I would never, I would never say to someone, it took you a year to write that, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I would never like, I would never, because that's it's rude as hell, and it's just ugly, and it's hurtful, but it's like, then I'll get comments, and some of the comments are well-meaning, you know what I mean? Some of the comments are, you know, just genuine shock, like, dang, you wrote that in a month? Mm Like, you Mm -hmm. know, some of it is like, yeah, you know, Christina got another book out, Mm -hmm. (laughs) she just did that last month, too. You know, <laughs> I wonder who really writing those books for her. You know, where, where, ghostwriter, right. <laughs> where she come up with material for, for, for month after month. Like, did you not hear how I just said the last book I did started? Cause I almost hit somebody like it comes right. from all around me. Like I have, I have literally teen started books, like started documents on my Mm -hmm. computer right now and that's just the ones from this year like well no no let me not exaggerate that's just the ones from not this year the past year i want to make sure that i'm being clear in what i'm saying you know but like i always have ideas spinning i always have stuff coming to me and i sometimes i sit down and write it down and all the time it doesn't end up going any further than that but i mean the way that my it's just the way that my mind works you know mm-hmm. like I'm not I'm not doing anything special you know to be able to typically write a book in a month it's just it's just the way that that it is my my longer projects and my projects that are more projects that are less lighthearted. um I would those those have been on average about a two-month process in my romantic suspense that's like a two-month process because it takes a little more. It doesn't, it flows. It doesn't flow quite as naturally for mm-hmm. the romantic suspense because there's so many details that you have to keep up with. Right. And then for the the projects that are not, you know, that are not quite lighthearted, like inevitable conclusions, inevitable seductions, it's just a heavy emotional toll. And there were days that I just needed a break mm-hmm. because there was a lot happening. Um, those books those projects are longer than my typical project like those projects are i think uh 75 and 80,000 words something mm-hmm. along those lines so they're longer projects but you know my shorter projects like i think i said um on one of the previous podcasts getting school took me 2 weeks to write yeah i remember that and that was you know, like, you like were in
1: that- the middle of a project and stopped that project too. right i stopped
0: <laughs> it to write getting in school and it it took me nothing pulling doubles pulling doubles I can fairly say how long Pulling Doubles took me because I started it and then I had to stop to do something else and then I started back up and then I had to stop to do something else and then I started Mm -hmm. it back up and then you know spring break happened and I was doing stuff with my kids and we started remodeling the house and it was just so much going on that I don't think that it's hard for me to say for sure how long that book took but I think in actual work time maybe six weeks for that one i think that that one you know that one took me a little bit longer um and part of that was the pressure to <laughs> was the pressure to write something that lived up to the hype and I, i'll call it hype the hype, <laughs> that, it was that,
1: hype. yeah school was everything oh well, no i'm that I, wasn't everything. Everything.
0: I wasn't saying that as a compliment to myself. Oh no, <laughs> I didn't mean that. It as is a, a compliment. Way. Hype is a good
1: thing. When is hype not a
0: good? Well, sometimes hype is, yeah, right. is a good thing. Yeah, sometimes hype isn't a good thing. And I wasn't saying I wasn't complimenting myself when I said that. Well, but I'm gonna compliment yeah. you. So whatever. And I'm gonna act <laughs> like it didn't happen, as I, I always do. <laughs> um. <laughs> But but no, like on on average. though, so now that I've ran completely off topic, on average, I would say about
1: a month for me. Yeah, that sounds. About what about it? you? I, about the same, maybe a little longer. It usually just, I mean, as long as the characters keep talking to me, like it's nothing for me, you know, to flow through and get it done in a month or three weeks. And I mean, for a while when I first started writing, like I was able to put out a project every month, and so you know, it's not. It doesn't take long. <laughs> I say a month, maybe a little over a month. Yeah. But I think I mean, you, you say a, when. Yeah. You, what? Go ahead.
0: Oh no, I was saying you said when you first started writing, it was nothing to you know to pump it out because the characters would keep talking. And I was just gonna say mm-hmm. that's, that's part of it. It's like it's like I don't. I, I maybe shouldn't say this on the podcast, but I gotta say it anyway. Like I've been kind of thinking lately, you know how much I miss the way that I wrote before. Like there was less pressure. There was less, you know, there was less, I need, there was less of an idea of a self-imposed pressure and a self-imposed idea that, you know, I need, this book needs to be this or this book needs to be that or this book need, needs to, you know, it needs to be as good as, you know, as good as my last one and if it's not mm-hmm. as good as my last one, you know, that means that, you know, that I did something wrong or blah, 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 blah. I think that, you know, you mentioned about the characters talking. I think that now that I'm so many in, there's so much other stuff it's like crowding, that it makes it harder to mm-hmm. hear the character. Mm-hmm. It's like, I would, I would be sitting, feeling like, you know, I wish, you know, I wish that I could get, you know, get that same magic back those days that I could sit and write 8,000 words in a day and now, you right. know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's hard to get through a thousand because it's like the crippling self-doubt is, <laughs> <laughs> it's just hanging all over you, you know, and it's like, I wish that I could go back to that time, you know, where, you know, where I, I wasn't as concerned, um, and I think I think that um, I think that as I'm getting older, it's like it's almost like like a switch flipped at 29. Like I know they say that you know that's at 30 that the that it really flips I think that I'm starting to have like a little preliminary um (laughs) a a preliminary loss of fucks like they say that at at 30 you know you lose all your fucks I think that I'm having a preliminary loss of them you know where I'm starting to get to a point where I mean obviously you know I care you know I care that what I'm writing resonates with readers and I care you know I, I obviously I care what the reader thinks but it's it's starting to become more for me again. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I, it, was, it was always for me, but I'm trying you know, to,
1: it's, right. it's more of an accomplishment to say I completed this project and I'm putting it out for the masses than it is to say, "Oh, I got so many five star reviews." Like oh, they're nice, but they right. like that can't be the focus. Like right, it's it's like now it's more for me about you know I'm
0: getting back to you know caring more about happy with the project am i mm-hmm. happy with how it went am i happy with how my characters you know with 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 how i portrayed them so on and so forth did it come across as i wanted to as i wanted it to come across that's more important to me than you know than like you said so many five-star reviews or blah 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 blah. not that that's not an accomplishment because when i see it you know but I it is it happy but at the same time like it's it's like it's not really about that so much and I think I you know, like,
1: as a, as a new author, like, I think about when I put my first project oh, out. it means so
0: much. <laughs>
1: yeah, to, like, have somebody validate your work. Like, the first, you know, real, like, mm-hmm. outside of, like, people that, you know, beta readers, whatever. But, like, that first five-star review is like, oh, man, like, I can really do this. Like, somebody other than me really likes this. The first
0: five-star review from somebody that you don't know. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, that's, and, that's
1: not even, and, that's, and that's
0: not even to say that your friends will lie to you okay. because... I I surround myself with folks that's not gonna lie to me like I have I have one friend who I think that there are very few of my books that back when she was rating on Goodreads I don't think she had ever given me above a three star and I like that wasn't personal like that's just you know just her thoughts and I and I loved her then I still love her now you know but I try to surround myself with people who aren't gonna lie to me but it's, it's a different feeling getting a five-star review from a complete stranger. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Cause it's like, that's oh, somebody I mean. found me. Somebody spent time right. reading my book and then they had extra time to go actually talk about it and tell other people how much they right. enjoyed it. Like, that's a lot of steps in my head.
0: <laughs> right. It's like your friends, you know, you've maybe, you've maybe talked to them about it. You know, you've maybe given them more insight into the characters and into the story than ever actually went into the book. And so they, they, and because of that, they might actually have something, you know, like you may have given them a little tidbit from the character's backstory that didn't get put into the book. And so when they're writing their review, they're writing it from the basis of knowing this information, you know, about right. it that mm-hmm. may be, uh, uh, unbiased. I, I say unbiased, but whatever. I'll let it stand. I can't think of another <laughs> word right now. <laughs> but, um, you know, that may be. An outside reviewer wouldn't have that knowledge. They wouldn't have that
1: knowledge that your friend has, and so mm-hmm. you know it's just a little different. It is. It is. But now, oh, I forgot what I was gonna say was it's easier for us as indie authors to put our books out faster than somebody that's traditionally published. Yes, yes. There. And so, if somebody is used to like a gatekeeper, pub- yeah, yeah. Somebody is used to you know traditionally published books coming out every you know whatever months or even once a year. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, you're driving a book every month. Like, how is that even possible? But they have a lot more loopholes they have to go through.
0: Right. It has nothing to do with them, you know, with them even necessarily writing slower. You know, like maybe their books are longer. You know, maybe they're, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe, maybe they're not writing all the time.
1: (laughs) You know what I mean? Like Or, I mean, they go through like lots of different rounds of editing and editing for different reasons, not just grammar stuff, but what kind of stuff you know, holds up to our publishing company.
0: Yeah, their company standards, you know, there are certain things, you know, certain, you know, certain wording that they can't use or certain scenarios that can't happen, different things like that. And they have a lot of, you know, they have a lot of stuff like that that they have to kind of, you know, that they kind of have to overcome. Mhm. Especially us, it's like, it's good, y'all like it, all right. <laughs> it
1: right, goes. you know, I'm, <laughs>
0: Another thing that I think, you know, that that kind of gets lost, um, I sacrifice a lot to be able to write, you know, the way that I do, mm-hmm. you know, there are times when I look up and it's like, okay, I've been writing all day, but, you know, I've been sending my kids out of the room every time they, you know, every time they want to come play with mommy, you know, there are times that I realize, you know, my husband went off to work and came home and, you know, yeah, I fed him dinner, but. I haven't said a word to my husband mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. evening. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and that's the type of stuff. It's like it's it's not a, you know it's not an everyday thing. I still you know I still engage with my family. I still engage with my kids and engage with my husband and all of that. But you know on a day to day basis, sometimes I'm sacrificing that. You know to you know to be able to.
1: And I mean, it's been, to try it's to put these words it? down. <laughs> yeah yeah when you're really chasing it you you lose track of time and you really don't realize it until after half it's like dang like when the last right. time i talked like <laughs> right I when it's like the last I night just day.
0: necessarily when is the last time i talked when is the last time i ate anything when is the last time mm-hmm. i drank water and i mean i'm certainly not i'm certainly not pushing this as if it's healthy you know by any means i'm just saying that like like it happens for me. There are mm-hmm. there are plenty of days where I'll sit here all day and I'll get up and I'll feed my I'll feed my daughter or, you know, I'll have I'll, I'll already know that that's what I'm trying to do. And so I already have her little her little Tupperware with her with her lunch set up with her little snacks, have them in her reach, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh you're hungry all right go grab go grab the blue bowl from out of the refrigerator that's yours you bring it to me mommy i'll open it for you you know what i mean and mm-hmm. i'll sit here all day and i won't i won't eat i make sure she is eating you know she'll sit at my feet with her dolls and she'll she'll play you know while i'm writing and i look up and it's you know i've passed it's time for me to go pick up my other daughter from school and i've not moved from the spot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and so it's kind of like, I
1: don't know. It's like it's weird. It's weird because it's like it's like, oh yeah, I'm getting all these words, and it's like, oh dang, like what else is happening in my life? But it's like this is my career, so you know, it's okay for me to spend this amount of time with it, right? And it's like sometimes I think people like,
0: I'm sorry. (laughs) Sometimes I think people like look at me like I'm acting like it's easier, like I'm portraying, you know, like that I'm trying to portray like it's easier that you know, like I'm like I don't take my craft seriously, or I don't have respect for the craft, or something like that, and it's like, dude, like, I'm just, like, I'm just trying to get these words out, man. <laughs> like, right, right. Like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know, that I, that I'm, if I'm making something seem a certain way, but it's, it's, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not easy. It's a sacrifice, you know, it's a sacrifice in the time that I get to spend with my family. It's, it's, it's an emotional toll um, it's a physical toll, you know, the days that I've sacrificed the working out. I haven't, I'll, you know, I'll give myself credit that I haven't done that lately because I've been trying to, you know, cause because I've, because I recognize that that's not a healthy way, you know, to exist or a healthy way, you know, to, to get the words out, Mm -hmm. you know, I haven't been doing that, but I mean, often, you know, it's, it's a, it's a physical sacrifice it's a mental sacrifice it's an emotional sacrifice it's a social sacrifice you know there's so many days that i've been invited somewhere and uh, most of the time i'll i'll bite the bullet and i'll go but while i'm there it's like oh i want to go right right. yeah right i want to go right like no i don't want to go kick it anymore afterwards (laughs) i went to i came to what you asked me to go to Please let me free now so that I can go <laughs> write the scene that you know the guy behind the popcorn counter is staring at that girl over there, and now mm-hmm. I have a scene in my head about a dad, you know, seeing this guy staring at his daughter, and it's like, nah, the guy to work at the movie theater can't date my daughter. His ass, my daughter, his ass smell like popcorn. I ain't going to have my daughter <laughs> smelling like popcorn. She can't see him anymore. But then I told her she couldn't see him anymore. Her ass came through the door smelling like popcorn. Get your fat ass <laughs> in here. I know where you've been. You know what I mean? It's like... That's hey, how easy it, it happens. We're, right yeah,
1: we're trying yeah, to enjoy so the easy.
0: movie. We're trying to enjoy the movie and all of this is happening in my head, you know? And I mean, it's not like... I don't want to call it a burden because I have a passion for it, but it's like sometimes it is
1: it's you, you have to learn how to manage it like you really do have to mm-hmm. learn how to manage it. otherwise it'll completely take over like I've learned that if something's in my head I just need to put it in my notes and move on like at least for the moment if I come back if I feel like the, the need to come back to it then I know that's something I should probably start chasing but I yeah. can't attack everything that I think about because otherwise I wouldn't have time for anything else
0: yep That's exactly it. And you know, you have to kind of figure out how to, how to balance that, you know, and that's something that I've been working on. I know before we started, before we started recording, like I was just lamenting about how, you know, I haven't really written anything in like a month but in that month I've also you know I've gone to Houston with my husband and we have you know we pulled up the carpet and we put down hardwood floors and I painted and yeah, I painted my daughter's room and we bought a new comforter for the bed and my garden is thriving you know there Mm -hmm. are other things you know in my life that you know that I've been able to do because I haven't been so super focused and I mean you know I, I do need to you know I do need to get focused back in I do need to to, you know, I do have a job. My job is writing. So <laughs> right. I you know, I can't I can't act like I don't have a job, especially with, you know, the things, you know, the goals that my husband and I have, the things that we want to do, you know, I need my job. But it's just finding the balance of making sure that, you know, making sure that everything else doesn't get neglected. And I think about authors who who work full time, you know, and have families and it's like, of course, you know, of, of course you're not putting out a book every month. Mm-hmm. When would you? Exactly. Like, when when would you, you know, when would you have a time? I know some people have, you know, have some flexibility with their jobs. But I'm talking about people who don't have, you know, who don't have any flexibility like that with their jobs, you know, and who have, you know, a, a kids and, you know, families and stuff at home who have to, you know, who might have to take care of a parent or something like that. It's like... No, like, dude, she just put out a book. Leave her alone. You know, she Mm -hmm, has stuff to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. (laughs) But, I mean, I love it. Like, I I love it. It's
1: it's like like your boyfriend, you know.
0: Right, it's like your boyfriend, you know, you sit up with your friends and you tell all the bad things, but then, you know, you just kind of remember there's plenty of good too. It's like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. So, um we did we did we did a writing process. Um why did you start reading romance? I that's
1: a really good question. Did I I'm trying to even think like I know when and I'm trying to think of where the book like did I I didn't buy the book myself, but maybe my mom had a book laying around. That might have been I think my mom might have had a book laying around that I started reading. It was like, ooh. And then that just kind of okay. snowballed. To, there. Yeah. Yeah. And to me reading other romance books. But, yeah, it was Eric Jerome Dickey, Woking My Coffee. And I, I was on my
0: Mine was Eric Jerome Dickey too. Mine was actually uh, Friends and Lovers and to the and to date that's still one of my favorite books period. Not just, you know, not just of his, just one of my mm-hmm. favorite books period. I actually named a series after that <laughs> after that um after that book, but I was way 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 young. I was way young and um my library at school um I had read everything that was you know that that was meant for my grade everything that you know that interested me i'd read all the nancy drew i'd read all the hardy boys boxcar children babysitters club babysitters little sister uh the 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 charlotte's webs and the um the little house on the prairie series and you know I uh, Ramona and Beesies and uh, some of those I'm naming that that came a little bit later but in any case you know I I had read it all you know I I had done it all and it was just a point of why are they calling me i'm sorry i I know i'm easily distracted my phone started ringing but um i had read all of those and so i moved on from school library the school librarian you know she she um on the weekend she worked at the public library Mm -hmm. um and she told me one day you know I'm going to bring you some stuff like she, I'm not sure how she finagled it, but she got my information and stuff to sign me up for like a public library card because we lived out in like the country. And I took I was bused in, you know, and I was on the bus 45 minutes, you know, there really? 45 minutes back. Mm-hmm. Like that's just how far in the country we live. I didn't really have a way to get to the public library, you know, in it was a small town to begin with. It's like the town, I think maybe has like 25,000 people. But then where I lived, you know, was maybe
1: 500
0: people, you know, I didn't really Mm -hmm. have a way to get to the public library. So she's like, I'm going to get you some stuff. I got you, you know, <laughs> and I was maybe, this is a white lady, the cute, I know she's adorable. I cannot remember her name for I cannot remember her name for the life of me, but her face is very clear in my head. Little blonde white lady with frizzy, like curly hair. And she's a cute little lady too. I remember her so well. I cannot remember her name, but what she brought me was, she brought me friends and lovers. She brought me fly girl and she brought me, um, I want to say it was something by like Terry McMillan. Like I don't think it was Disappearing Acts. <laughs> I think it was it was something else. It wasn't Disappearing Acts, but mm-hmm. they were completely age inappropriate. They were completely. <laughs> I, got, I got something for you, <laughs> but you know, uh-huh. but she knew she knew that I was looking for black characters. And so, you know, we're talking about you know, like even even now, you know, we're just now starting to come into a time where finding you know black black girl leads in books you know in books that are meant for 12 and 13 year old girls Mm -hmm. like this is still new back then it was basically non-existent like i'm trying to think of maybe what year it was i was born in 1987 so this had to be like early 2000s you know early late late 90s early 2000s you know it was based in in a in a primarily white city so it was basically impossible and so she was she was trying you know I'm I'm giving her that credit that she was trying and I appreciate her because that's what really sparked my love of romance like mm-hmm. I read that Eric Jerome Dickey and I read Fly Girl and Fly Girl was messed. mess I read that yeah. and then you know I'm reading you know I'm reading Be More Careful, and I'm reading, you know, <laughs> I'm reading Elin Harris, and I'm reading, uh, oh God. <laughs> right, I'm reading Elin Harris, and I'm reading um, Maintenance Man, and I'm reading Zane, mm. and, and, you know, <laughs> and I'm, I'm not even a teenager yet, or I'm, like, early, early in the teenage years, 13 or 14 years old, and it just completely opened my mind up to, to relationships, you know that I didn't even really know existed because my family um my parents are very insular people and so I didn't really have a good reference like a good inside reference on on romantic relationships other than theirs mm-hmm. and you know that wasn't the best <laughs> like that wasn't like the best example but and and that's not to say you know that the ones in the books were the best examples either but they were different they were than different, what I was yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were different than what I was used to seeing, and it just kind of sparked something for me. And once I, you know, once I kind of tore through those, um, my mom kind of caught on to what I was actually reading. Because from there, I ended up, you know, once she saw me reading, I think, like, the librarian, I think she, like, sent a letter home or something like that. And, like, once a week, I got to go to the library. Like, they would take me. I got to go to the library.
1: Oh. This is such a good
0: story. (laughs) (laughs) But that's how I ended up being able to start checking out what I wanted to check out. And it comes like it kind of brings back around to me being that little girl who was desperate to see black characters. And I was able to find them because that library, they had a black section. You know, Mm -hmm. and even though, and it's like I still, I'm to this day, I'm grateful for those librarians who, you know, white ladies in a white town, you know, but they stocked their library, you know, with because because the pop the population was there, black people were there, and I think I think that now the population is actually more heavily black than it is white, but Mm -hmm. back then it wasn't, you know, um, but they stocked those books, you know, because the interest was there, the people were there, and the interest Mm -hmm. was there, and you know. I'm, I'm grateful to them, you know, but after my mom figured out what I was reading, she, you know, she kind of put a stop to it. So, And I, you know, I kind of, you know, I kind of got into, you know, into quiz bowl and, you know, I was getting ready to go off to college and blah, blah, blah. Then I got to college, started being a hoe, like, it's the
1: truth.
0: (laughs) It's the truth. I was more worried, I was, I, I, was actually, I was actually talking to my husband about that a couple weeks ago, we were driving to Houston. Like, you know, the way that my life turned out, like, you know, I wouldn't change the way that my life turned out. But if there was any advice that I would give to my younger self, it would have been to stop trying to be cool. You're not cool. You're lame. Just embrace it and make your freaking grades and graduate instead of trying to go party and go drink the purple juice at the cue party. Like instead of trying to do that stuff, you know, pay attention in class, do your freaking homework, finish your degree. You know what I mean? (laughs) lay off the, right, lay off the omega oil please <laughs> like um but, no, you know, and, and it, like, after that, like, you know, just life, you know, life just happened, you know. And there there was a point in between there, after my mom figured out what I was reading, where I started writing for myself, I used to write B2K fan fiction, y'all. Um, that is awesome. <laughs> Why did I know about this? Because no one should know about it. I can't believe I just said it, but I used to write B2K well, fan that fiction.
1: You said it. You
0: You know, I had I had some other stuff that I wrote. You know, I had like some I had some original stories that I wrote and then my mom found those and she flipped out. And I, you know, for a long time, I didn't write anything either. And, you know, life life went on. Life happened. You know, I wasn't really you know, I wasn't really serious about writing like for public consumption or anything like that. But um, later I was. Like, I've already, I've already kind of told, you know, the the rest of that story. You know, once I, you know, ended up in a writing group and, you know, started and started writing from there and, you know, from getting the feedback and stuff from the writing group ended up publishing, uh, Loving Other Things, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I've already told that story, but I history. guess that's <laughs> the beginning of the story.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is important because what if you never would have picked it back up? Then we wouldn't have been blessed with 20 plus stories, you know?
0: I don't know about all of that, but... (laughs) 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 okay how about about this would have gone insane by now without getting
1: you know without getting these people out of my head so you know if you wouldn't have started writing then you wouldn't have been able to encourage me to start writing and then i wouldn't be writing where would my life have been christina how let's do that now i'll give you that i'll (laughs) take credit i'll take credit for improving your
0: life like i'll switch it up a
1: little bit so you can see the importance of this moment
0: now, see that I will take credit for, but I don't know about that other stuff. But
1: before I started, I talk so much. No, no, it's all good because I'm gonna be looking at B2K fan fiction.
0: <laughs> I don't know if that's still a thing, but you know, back then B2K it was, B2K was it. huge, and my 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 main guy that I always wrote about was j Book. Of course, Damn. who else would you write Damn. about? I mean there was a lot of people who, you know, in, inexplicably inexplicably wanted to write about Raz B. And I understood I understood Amarion a little fizz. They were cute. But Raz B? Really?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But
0: Yeah. <laughs> <ew. laughs> um and there, there was a time that I wrote uh criminal minds fan 52 too. Ooh. When I was uh when I was pregnant with my first daughter um i was really really sick and i was basically bedridden i was actually bedridden through the first couple of months of both of my pregnancies but um actually it wasn't when i was it wasn't my first daughter it was it was actually zoe it was zoe um and that's kind of where that was where i picked up writing again was where i started doing the fan fiction and then i was like you know what i'm writing this fan fiction i want to write something of my own mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and once I started that and I had my friend Chrissy, who was, you know, she was writing her book with me and well, she wasn't writing her book with me. She was also I'm saying that she was also she was writing a book, too. She was writing, was yeah. writing a book. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just kind of where we spark from. Like I said, I've already told told all of that part of the story.
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to have to send you this uh, B2K fan fiction from 2003. <laughs> by by the black lady 99 totally uh 2000s email <laughs> i'm trying
0: to remember what i'm trying to remember what my uh what like my handle was but it was so funny because within the group i found like this group online um it was a message board group and within the group there were like these different uh like cliques who they you know they wrote together or you know you no, know, if you were in this clique, you had to, like, apply to be in this clique. And if you got into this what? clique, you looked at you. Like, we were crazy. That is intense. <laughs> we were crazy. But, you know, um, it was fun times. Yeah. But, yeah.
1: <laughs> and on that you, note, did you
0: really send me something? You, oh, my gosh. You really just sent me something.
1: <laughs> it's a thin line between love and hate of a UK fan fiction story.
0: Wow. Okay. So <laughs> We're definitely going to get into that. Um let's go ahead and wrap this up. <laughs> have you have you done any reading um over the last 2 weeks? Um
1: I had I don't think I have. No. What did you read? You had something, didn't
0: you? You've been busy and stuff. I read um I read A Perfect The perfect perfect sign. The perfect sign. Oh, the right, perfect right, sign right, yeah. by uh by Tia Williams. And we were going to talk about it on the show. I was going to have you read it. But then I finished reading it. And the end pissed me off so bad that I was like, uh-uh. But, but now that I've sat with it for a little bit longer, um, even with the ending that I still hate. I didn't change my mind about hating the ending. I still hate the ending. I would still absolutely give that book five stars. That's just mm-hmm. how good it was. Like That is just how good it was. And I understand the ending. It's just... My hate for the ending is like a personal bias and so mm-hmm. like anybody who's listening to this like don't don't let me hating the ending because of my personal bias sway you the book was a great book like the book was an excellent book I'd actually been I'd actually been seeing it and I've been meaning to read it for the longest time but I was concerned <laughs> I was concerned that it wouldn't have any sex scenes in it Um, and it's also written in third person which I have another bias against so I had to come overcome uh, my bias against the third person and I mentioned it to to a friend who read it, and she was like, "There's sex in it, Christina. It's you're you're, you're, you're. <laughs> you'll be fine. You'll be yes. <laughs> fine. There's sex in it, and and the sex that's in it. Oh my God." it could get five stars for me just based on the sex, but (laughs) (laughs) well then it's really good. And I was, I was very easily able to overcome uh, my third person bias because Tia Williams, Mm -hmm. she's just a good writer. Like the writing is just good third person or first person. It's just good writing. Um, And so Mm -hmm. it was easy for me to overcome that bias against it. Um, And it was really funny. It was really sexy. Um, You can tell that Tia Williams is, um, you could tell that she's kind of like an expert in her industry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, like it felt like that. Like the book is based around this lady, uh, Jenna, who is kind of re-immersing herself into, uh, into the fashion industry, but like in a fashion journal, like on a, a journalism, uh, type of thing. Um, and you can tell that Tia knows a lot about that. Um, but it, it didn't feel cumbersome, but you can mm-hmm. tell that she knows a lot about it. And the hero, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Loved him so much. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's an older, it's an older woman, younger man. Um, and another really, another really positive about the book was that, um, like you know, some a uh, uh, a complaint, uh, not a complaint, but something that I noticed with authors who are not of the age range, characters who are in their twenties, the characters don't feel like they're in their twenties; they feel like mm-hmm. what. What somebody Someone who is not song. in their twenties yeah. thinks <laughs> thinks uh-huh. people in their twenties sounds like. No, I know exactly what you mean. Um, uh-huh. Like it doesn't read authentically, you know, or they read like characters who were in their twenties in the eighties, like <laughs> it reads like that. That's not what happens in the perfect find. Like her twin her younger characters, like they read they read like younger characters and like it reads really authentically. Um I love that it was a black romance. I love that it was, you know, both main characters were black. I love that Jenna had black friends and they were, they did. I don't really remember them using like a lot of slang or anything like that, but like in the way that they spoke and their mannerisms and stuff like that, they felt black without feeling ratchet or ghetto Mm -hmm. or anything Mm -hmm. like that. They still, but they still felt authentically black and they were nuanced and they were colorful. And I just, there's not enough good things, even though I did not like the ending, you know, I'm just, i'm just gonna be honest i didn't like the ending i still overall loved the book and there's like not enough good things that i can say about the book so i was i was really really happy it. yeah
1: and also just a shout out to tia williams period because her article about why aren't there more black women in fiction was featured in cosmo yes. and it's a great article yes. you can you know type her in uh on google tia williams cosmo and it'll come right up and it's a really really good read so we'll uh tag that in the post
0: as well yeah there was actually someone who had posted like an excerpt from that article before i because you sent me the whole article before i before you sent me the whole article i had someone had tagged me in like just an excerpt from it and that's what put me that's what put her on my radar mm-hmm. um and that was maybe ago. i'm not sure the book was out yet i'm not sure the book was out yet i have to look at when the yes. book came out. <laughs> but they tagged me in that and it was something about how you know just because the characters are black doesn't mean that the book is going to be about this struggle, about race. With a black experience yeah. or something like that. And that was something mm-hmm. else that I appreciated about the book. This is about Jenna, you know, this is about Jenna reestablishing herself and in the, on the way, you know, she ends up, you know, she ends up kind of finding love. And it's, it's, it's not about her doing this as a black woman. She just happens to be a black woman, you know, but it's not, mm-hmm. it's, it's not hidden and she's not, she's not whitewashed, you know, <laughs> like right. I read a mm-hmm. lot of books where the character, they say that they're black, but you can't tell <laughs> I don't see any indication of that you know not that there aren't black people who you know who and that's not to say that black is any one certain thing but I mean I could tell Jenna was black like even if I hadn't you know even if I hadn't I didn't have that cue of what her skin tone was you know she read like a black woman mm-hmm. noticeably recognizably you know and I appreciated that I mean again I, I Like, I, I can't say enough good things about the book. And I, you know, now that I'm out of my feelings about not liking anything, I can, I can, I can admit that I, you know, I was, the book was, the book was, the book was good. I think that the end of it, you know, kind of skewed my feelings for a minute. And I didn't do anything crazy. Like, I didn't, you know, I didn't, um, I didn't review or anything (laughs) like that, you know. And now that I've, you know, now that I've stepped away, like, I feel like I appreciate it more. And now that I stepped away from it definitely give it five stars i would definitely call it a recommended read like definitely call it a recommended read
1: <laughs> but yeah oh, well, i feel like <laughs> i guess we should uh we can wrap it up <laughs> yeah i think we've we've been talking for a long time it's like one i did not expect this yeah i did not expect this to go this long
0: <laughs> yeah but we're, so we're
1: gonna go ahead and wrap it up especially after we had trouble getting started right but um
0: anyway um we're gonna go ahead and let this go um we might be back next week it is more likely that we will be back in two weeks because we want to um we want to give time to really have things to talk about you know so that we're you know that we're offering um a rich experience you know for you guys and I mean I guess I hope that this is what this was I hope <laughs> that this is a good episode um I'm not editing it so it's just going up up so <laughs> i hope so but um but anyway as always thank you guys so much for listening and thank you guys so much for you know for sharing the uh the new release the weekly new release list um mm-hmm listening please feel free to let us know you have upcoming releases you want us to do a promo for your black romance you have you know block tours and you know new release promo and different things like that we would be absolutely glad to share that for you in addition you know to you having a place on the new release list you know we can give you A spotlight that has a little bigger, you know, a little bigger shine Mm -hmm. as well. You know, something that's just about, you know, that's just about your book. Yeah. So do feel
1: free to reach out.
0: And thank you for listening. And bye.
1: Bye Bye-bye.